Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show. And this is episode 11 of the second season. And in this episode, I will be interviewing Andy Masters. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. So I met Andy Masters through the National Speakers Association. Uh, When I lived in Orlando, I attended the Central Florida chapter meetings that were in Tampa. And Andy is the current uh, sitting president of that particular chapter. And he is uh, widely known for his wonderful keynote presentations for all varieties of industries. He travels all throughout the US and Canada and a little bit elsewhere. And um, he has such energy and he's so exuberant as many speakers are. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about our conversation as we're talking about fears and uh, anxiety and unknowns in business is he talks a lot about when he got started and how he started out as a consultant and found that he had to scramble to, you know, make ends meet and he started speaking and he realized that he absolutely loved it. And that basically has built his career around speaking. And now he's engaged uh, with tons of different uh, opportunities throughout the year. And he's he's a workhorse. Every time I go on social media, I see him posting from St. Louis or he's in Seattle or he's in San Francisco or I don't know why those are all S towns, but... (laughs) But we're lucky to have him here based in Florida, and uh, we have a wonderful conversation about that. And so let's go ahead and just jump right into the interview with Andy Masters. Hey, Andy, thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. How are you? I'm great. Great to be here, Terry. Thanks so much. So where were you traveling this week? This was a very rare week. I am actually at home. I did uh, uh, two events. Let's see, I did Wisconsin last week, and I have Chicago and Indianapolis next week. Wow. That's Midwest stuff. Now, Midwest, aren't, you originally, yeah. aren't you originally from the Midwest? That is good, I, yes. Yes, I was yeah. actually uh, born and raised in St. Louis and uh, lived there for 35 years. Wow. Oh, St. Louis is awesome. So why don't you, for our listener, why don't you just go ahead and give us some context. Talk about the work you're doing these days. I mean, you've been in business since 2003 mm-hmm. and very successful traveling all over the place, uh, doing your wonderful work from the stage. And I uh, would love to just have you kind of give the 411 on that. Sure. I'm a, I'm a professional author and a keynote speaker. And uh, so I've I presented about 50 to 60 programs, typically across North America, US, Canada, and I'll be honest, some Caribbean in there too. I'm throwing it out there. Okay. Oh, darn. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here in Florida, <laughs> so I got a little, uh, a little business down there. And uh, so it's typically on uh, leadership, sales, and service. So that's why, you know, I think my, uh, uh, hopefully my expertise can be great for your listeners. 
Um, and I and just I guess a quick background because they might want to know. I actually started in consulting. So in 2003, I did my own consulting. Uh, it jumped off from the corporate world and realized that you know speaking and writing was a great way to get into consulting. Then what happened was I love speaking and writing, so I do much. <laughs> and less you're great at it. <laughs> and so you you have to you have to follow you know your your passion, what your expertise is, and what market is out there, uh, you, you know for for what you have to provide. So yeah, so I do very little consulting, uh, only on a particular project here and there, but roll with uh, keynote speaking and uh, and writing. That's awesome. That's great. So uh, as I mentioned, you know, just before we started the recording, that this is the season, the second season, and our focus is on dealing with fears and unknowns in business. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different things that come into play when you're a solopreneur and you're running your own business, whether you've got some assistants and, you know, subcontractors or whether you have employees at the end of the day, you're still in charge, you're running that business, and you're dealing with all cylinders of that business. So what are some of the things that you were concerned about or had challenges with when you first went out in 2003, when you started as a consultant? Wow, in 2003, you're taking me way back here. You know, I think that there was certainly the fear that, that most of us have where uh, I left a full-time job, uh, making a pretty, pretty nice living for myself. Uh, but for a number of reasons, some were specifically within the corporation. It was time to get out. I've always thought I wanted to do, do my thing on my own. And so what happened was I, uh, you know, I saved, quote, unquote, some money for me to jump off. And and, and in retrospect, I probably should have saved more money. <laughs> so, <laughs> Andy's doing air quotes, by the way, you for the to. listener. <laughs> we wish I had some visual aids on that one. So, And, you know, you, uh, boy, you, you got to learn how to go from uh, from treading water to swimming really quick or you'll drown. And uh, it's kind of funny because you talk about fear because you said we could just go off on any direction. So check this out. I I don't know uh, if I've ever shared shared this with people in such a way. So people said, you know, wow, you know, gosh, you speak in front of, you know, a thousand people, 500 people, you know, isn't it doesn't make you nervous. Aren't you afraid of, you know, everyone knows, you know, uh, 96% of all Americans are afraid of public speaking. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, The number one reason why I wasn't afraid uh, of speaking in public in 2005 when I really got rolling on it is because I freaking had to, Terry. Like mm-hmm. I, I had, it's like if you're, you know, if you kind of need to know, you get pushed on that stage or you have to file bankruptcy and you have no future and you have to crawl back to throwing resumes out. It's like I didn't care who was out in the audience. I had to speak. I had to be great. I had to give them um, awesome content and be engaging in whatever so that I could hopefully get someone in the audience to hire me or use it for my video and, and pass the words and testimonials and so forth. Or I've got nothing. Okay. Wow. So I, I had to, I didn't, I didn't, fear wasn't even in my mind. My fear wasn't speaking in front of people. My fear was failure. Okay. Mm. Um, so that, that's an interesting because it, it lets you, um, maybe that, that does push you out into forgetting your fears in other areas because the fear of failure was number one for me. Yeah, that is a big one. I know I faced that when I, I started my business in 06 and I remember it was a, it was quite a roller coaster for me. And of course, I had just come off of getting laid off of Marriott, where I had my full-time job and, and cushy salary. And it was a year and a half after my husband passed away. So I had kind of a double whammy there and, you know, thought about going back to school, you know, tried to find work. And it was right around the beginning of the recession. So yes. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of great things uh, as far as the J-O-B world 
And, and it was tough in the beginning. And, and I was kind of like how you were just describing, you know, I had to get on stage to make it happen. And you do, you kind of just put yourself in uncomfortable situations because that fear of failure and that desire to make it work is so strong when you first start out. And I tell you, there are so many people that want to start their own business that try their best and they give up before they really should. And I, that's why I think that if you do have a full-time job and you're a solo and you want to start your own business, treat it as a side hustle and just plan it, just plan it and have the nest egg, you know, approach it consciously and with the right resources. So you don't have that anxiety that you don't have those fears and unknowns, because when you start your business, just like you said, you started in consulting and ended up on stage speaking and you love it. And if if anybody was probably to ask you, oh, you're going to are you going to be speaking at the volume you're speaking these days back then, you probably would have said, uh, what? <laughs> Just trying to make it back then, you know, uh, and it was the same time for me as well. That was, you know, as soon as I thought I got a little traction, there was the recession and you had to work twice as hard. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was very, uh, it's very interesting what you mentioned about about fear and the nest egg and so forth. My, I guess my one advice, I'm sure there's people on the line that have already done this step, so we we'll want to move on. But, uh, you know, my advice to people that are thinking about it is do everything you can to prep, uh, whether it's reading books, going to seminars, uh, saving enough money, having a strategic plan, who are your clients mm -hmm. going to be, and do enough on the side uh, before you take that leap so where it's a smooth transition. Because I kind of jumped into a, <laughs> I just jumped into the deep end and then figured out how to swim <laughs> later. You know, uh, in, in retrospect, I could have been, you know, well more prepared even for a year in advance or more. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, a lot of folks that don't have that opportunity to prepare, like they get riffed like I did, and they kind of are thrust into the marketplace and they're like, well, it's sink or swim, to use your metaphor. And when that, when that situation arises, what I found is that leveraging your network is incredibly powerful. In fact, you know, I, I one of my probably earliest clients was someone that I actually worked with at Marriott. And uh, we still work together to this day. And he's actually in customer experience, uh, similar to what you are. So when you were first getting your consulting gigs and such, how talk about how you leveraged your network. My leveraging came from places I never thought it, that it would. Uh, you know, I had someone from grade school that I'd stumbled into. I had uh, someone, and I, I washed cars uh, for, I don't know, 20 hours a week when I was in college. And uh, and somehow I used that leverage from someone to get me into doing some training sessions for a car wash franchise. And, and, oh, and that's slowly crazy. but surely, just you scratch and claw to anything. Nothing was is too long ago. You know, I get that all the time. Like, can I still use this if it was 10 years ago? Hell yeah, it was in this lifetime, wasn't it? So you have to find everything you can, every person, uh, but also every you know, every degree. I, I don't care. every Everything that you can possibly leverage. Because leverage is my favorite word in marketing. Okay. You have to, whatever you have from your experience, your people, your uh, bullet points on your resume, um, you know, experiences, you you have to leverage it. And how can I use that to, um, you know, market myself, gain business or gain, gain a critical meeting with somebody that I really need to go to lunch with and meet? Um, how can I get set up for that? You have to leverage as an entrepreneur. You, you have no other net. 
Yeah. And I know a lot of people, and that's great to hear that from you because a lot of folks don't feel that they have a, a good network, at least one that will lead them to the opportunities that they feel are appropriate to their target market. When in fact, everybody we pretty much <laughs> know knows someone who probably is that ideal person, right? And, and you so, know what? It's, it is so much easier in social media, obviously, as well than it was 15 mm. years ago uh, when, it, when it wasn't there. And you could just kind of use the phone <laughs> and uh, your memory. But uh, but now it's it's so much easier because I think everybody knows everybody. And the, the whole six levels of Kevin Bacon thing, it's really like three levels to everybody on the planet now. <laughs> so it, it is easier now. I mean, let's, I think. It's definitely, definitely easier. I can remember I put a classified ad in my neighborhood uh, newsletter thing to get my first uh, – opportunity and it was like 17 bucks an hour to design websites it was so embarrassing yeah. but it worked you, you know do it. <laughs> you do you just kind of have to stick your tail between your legs and just go for it when you're first starting out mm -hmm. and um one of the things that i also wanted to talk to you about is you are the standing president of the central florida chapter of the national speakers association and um one of the things that you get exposed to as president, not only running the the chapter and dealing with everything that's going on to keep the chapter chapter healthy and thriving and bringing in new members, but you get exposed to a lot of peer speakers that are in various points of their uh, career journeys as a speaker, whether they're just starting out or whether they're quite seasoned like you are. And uh, what are some of the things that you hear them struggle with from the standpoint of fears and unknowns in business? Well, for seasoned folks, it's fear of getting stale. Uh, your yesterday's news, we've heard about you for a while. Maybe we've been booked before and so forth. And so you have to the battle to stay relevant, the relevant mm -hmm. with the uh, what's, what is being booked today? What are the hot topics of today? Well, you, well, you talked about something that was hot five years ago. So that's actually a big fear of myself and, and folks that have been doing it for a long time. Uh, people in the... Um, you know, just kind of getting started, they, of course, there's the, you know, what should I speak about? Uh, how do I get bookings? Those are, those are two big ones. I mean, which, which you have to you gotta kind of navigate that path. And so, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest fear, certainly, I mean, there's no question is just, uh, you know, let's face it, it's, it's income, it's sales, but, but before then, you have to select your topic or topics where you have expertise in that there's a demand for that people are willing to sit there and listen to. I, the analogy I make is I, I can be the best speaker in the world about how to grow tomatoes and uh, it's a pretty tiny market out there. I'm sure there's some co couple of farmers conventions that don't want me, but so you, you have to, what's something you love? What do you have expertise in and what is there a demand for? And then there's a method to finding the, uh, the decision makers who book speakers to speak on the topics that you present and you have to create a business around it. Okay. So you have to overcome that fear with knowledge. Uh, I think an experience. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Season two of the Simplify and Multiply show is all about dealing with fears and unknowns in business. And no one knows the reality of staring fear in the face better than a solopreneur. That's why I created a community where solos could gather in a judgment-free safe space that is overflowing with people who are facing similar challenges unique to a solopreneur. We all need to support one another and I can't think of a more positive environment than that of solo professionals growing their businesses. This is why I created the 
the Simplify and Multiply Peer Club. If you are a solo, no matter where you are in your business, starting out or leveling up, I invite you to join us in the Peer Club for the support, the community, and the inspiration solo professionals need to thrive. Visit simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up to be part of this very special group. And, you know, it's really interesting. That's that's a lot of good practical advice. And what I've found, and I don't know if you have found the same thing, but a lot of uh, folks that are just getting into their business spend a lot of time hiding behind all of the preparations and get everything, getting everything set up in their business before they actually go out and start asking for business. And But there's a fear behind that. You know, it's like they, all the busy work of like, oh, I got to design my website and my logo. I got to put together my speaker one sheet. I have to, you know, uh, go to NSA chapter meetings and figure out, you know, how to, you know, fine tune my uh, my speech and my keynote delivery and blah, 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 right? And but really what's at the heart of that is there's a this trepidation around taking that first step toward asking for business. It's fear of sales and fear of selling. I mean, people don't want to speak on stage. Uh, you betcha, people don't want to be in sales. I remember when I was, you know, uh, started off in sales, and then I was wanted to be a sales manager, and uh, it, it just you're right that awkwardness. It's like yeah, it, let's, I, uh, it, okay, I'll just let me back up. Can I, can I tell them about my book? Can I mention my book? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I don't. I did not plan. I mean, you've I only written five, you. Andy. Come on. <laughs> I did not plan to plug my book. I don't. Even, I swear, I'll send you a free copy. You can care. plug whatever you want. Um, so I, I wrote a book called "Kiss Your Customer: Why Sales and Service Are Just Like Dating and Relationships." And so there's that fear of asking someone out on a date. You know, wow, well, you know. So, mm-hmm. well, oh shucks, what if she says no? So then you don't ask her. And so then the next morning you're kicking yourself. Gosh, you know, she, I really wanted to ask her. Well, nothing. It's gone forever. And so you can't get a sale unless you first ask and secondly when you is a great analogy about uh waiting till your website's ready and this and that and i get all that i'm still working on my website i'm still working on my demo video. but here's the thing uh and i'm gonna butcher this quote and i apologize to the great general uh you george Patton, but uh, a, a perfect plan executed tomorrow is not as good as an imperfect plan plan executed today okay so <laughs> yeah. you you've got to do oh it today God. okay because otherwise it's it's the book analogy too how many people have you run into ah, i'm writing a book you know okay five years later you run into him yeah i'm still working on it i'm like no write the book finish the book you're now the author of xyz um go do it and then you know start working on a second book if you want but get it done get it done uh get your business started because guess what one customer the hardest customers ever to get are the first three once you get three Mm. now there's a domino effect and you can leverage those customers to get other customers but you got to get the first three first that's true. That's true. What were uh, some of your first three customers? My first three customers? Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I'll answer that. Uh, so the first thing, the first dollar I ever made in my business, uh, I just, I, it's, well, it was pretty gutsy looking back. I was going to do a public seminar, public seminar. So I, you know, um, the whole like, you know, 200, I don't even remember how much I charge, $297. And I did a uh, sales you know, gosh, prospecting to closing. Oh yeah. It was a full day thing. And, um, and so I was very, I I'm sitting here proud to announce that I broke even. 
Okay. That's awesome did, for your very first one. I did one. a mailer. I did radio ads. And I, I like almost to the penny uh, made as much as I spent, which, you know, looking back, I mean, I'm, I hear people take, you know, take a bath on these things sometimes and nobody shows up. Uh, I did not make any money, which was not good, but I'm excited to say, hey, you know what? I broke even and it was a great experience and I learned from it. So I still have the fax. It was a fax machine. You have to fax in your order. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Still, fax in the form. <laughs> I still have that fax, okay? Just, oh my you know, god, that's great! The first dollar bill in the uh, in the restaurant—that yeah. was my yeah. fax. <laughs> I'm, I'm buried with that fax, Terry. Want to get buried? All right, it. I'm going to hold you to that. I'll make sure that we uh, we put that in your epitaph. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and, and you know, I, I it's interesting that you brought up sales and prospecting because that is probably one of the number one areas where people have the most story, drama, fear. Uh, insecurity, uh, lack of knowledge, and they make it into this big, giant, hairy beast that they just can't manage. And then there's that small population of people that actually just that's all they want to do mm-hmm. is sell. And then everything else kind of gets, you know, second place. And so talk about, you know, because I, I like to talk about sales a lot, because it's something that I've always struggled with in my business. And I've I'm happy to say that I've pretty much got it squared away <laughs> these days. And I even wrote a book on sellings. If we're going to be plugging books, then uh-huh. <laughs> let's plug each other's books. <laughs> but what are some of the things that when you are on stage talking about, or if you're in a more intimate group where you have some interaction, uh, what are some of the things that really are getting in the way of people doing uh, sales, actually taking action, making the calls and making that happen? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two great words of advice, Terry. This is for you, okay? Okay. Simplify and multiply. Hey. Okay. I, I think. Like that. That. <laughs> can I can I use that, Andy? You like that? <laughs> um, so, when you talk about entrepreneurs, you know, not necessarily somebody in a full time sales job. You know, this might be a little different, but uh, you know, entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, uh, I think that especially when they're kind of getting rolling, it's like, wow, you know, should I should I go off and, and, and you know, boy, real estate would they'd be great for this, or boy, dentists would be great for this. Well, actually, everybody would be great for this, you know. And so it's they they almost think so big. They're overwhelmed. Now, how about this? Mm. Pick, pick ten, pick, pick three, pick, pick ten, pick ten specific people or specific companies or specific associations. Just ten that you think would be a pretty good fit for what you offer. Okay, uh, don't think about ten thousand. Don't think about your gigantic database and you know TV and radio. Just ten, ten of them. Now. You can then devise a plan of you know, what's the best way to contact them, whether it's you know, conferences or sending them a, a brochure, or a book, or email. I don't care what it is, but I think that's the overwhelming part for you know. And so once you simplify it, because what happens is you get when you get one, two, or three. I'm telling you, there's just a domino effect that happens, and your confidence grows. Okay, yeah, hey, I can do this. Okay, people in this in this arena in this space like what I do. Somebody bought it already. If you get all no's, it's it's hard to go for that, that nine no's. It's hard to go for that tenth no. But if you get seven no's and then two or three yeses all of a sudden boy you're on you, you can really get so much confidence and you're going to roll to go forward so simplify it then multiply it yeah and you know i i really appreciate that and thanks for <laughs> using my uh my show's yeah. title in that explanation that was great i love it i love how you work that in you're you're just like andy on the spot 
So oh, that's, that's a new uh, bathroom. I'm gonna I'm gonna compete with Johnny. I'm gonna set up my own. He's got a monopoly out there. This Johnny's <laughs> sitting somewhere on an Johnny island. He does rich. have a monopoly. Okay, he's rich somewhere <laughs> on an island, laughing at everybody. Andy on the spot. Look out for coming to a parking lot near you in 2020. I love it. That's a great bumper sticker. Andy on the spot. <laughs> All right, we're getting a, a carried away. Sorry, listener. <laughs> but you know me, I do that sometimes. <laughs> um, Andy, you had mentioned earlier about relevance. And I think that I can understand from a speaker's point of view where your content and your topic and the things you speak on you know, if they're too much in the marketplace saturated or whether it's through competition or just because you've been everywhere, you're basically ubiquitous <laughs> and kind of reinventing yourself. When you're looking at relevance, I can also see how that can translate into a solopreneur's business. So whether it becomes a situation of competition where the market is getting saturated or the offering is something that people don't want anymore, uh, what do you recommend for solos who are dealing with issues around remaining relevance and kind of reinventing what they're doing? Well, look, I think we're at a great advantage as a, as a solopreneur or a small business owner that we can turn on a dime, okay? We can wake up tomorrow and, and say, look at this. What, what's going on in the world? What's this crisis? What's this hot topic? What's going on in all these conferences? Uh, and we can, we can change tomorrow. And we can come up with a new program, a new book, a new product or service. It, it literally, 8 a.m. the next morning and start working on it. Most large companies and certainly governments and so forth can't do that. That's awesome. Right. The uh, the other thing is, you know, I guess it's kind of kind of cliche, but it's so true. If you um, if you're not moving forward, you're falling behind. Okay, so mm. you, you even if something is working well, you. you you know, what is the, is it still be working well 18 months from now, five months from now? You always have to be, you know, growing, thinking, brainstorming, reading. And I, I get up and I, I read, um, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, just social media stuff of what's hot, what's the hot topic out there? It has nothing to do with what I speak about, but slowly but surely just understanding our culture, the way things are kind of moving along, it, it puts seeds in my brain because there are some ways that maybe I can incorporate it or capitalize on it at some point. Yeah, and I think that the the most successful speakers are the ones that are able to have an anchor topic, anchor result that their that their keynotes actually deliver, but yet they're recrafting their um, their flow, the way they're delivering it, and maybe the title. You know, it's kind of repackaged, but it's also reformulated. But at the end of the day, it still reinforces their brand, what they're about, and um, it it can deliver to a, an audience that you've spoken to already, some really fresh new ideas. That's right. And, uh, and even just as, as little as what is a new report that just came, what's a new survey or study that just came out in the past week and, and you're the one who's you know, sharing it with the rest of the world because most people aren't paying attention. It, you're the one that's supposed to be the expert. People count on you to be the expert because they've got you know, jobs and families and everything else going. So um, how can you grab the important things of all the noise out there and tell them why, here's what just happened and here's why it's important to you and here's what you, here's what you might uh, need to do to make adjustments in your life or business. That, that's what they count on us for. I'm really glad you brought that up because that is definitely one way to enhance your value mm -hmm. is to make sure that you are being that expert ongoing, not just like, hey, I've got all this knowledge and I'm great and I did all this experience, blah, 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 and I can go and give this solution. But if you're constantly staying abreast of your industry or your mm -hmm. particular you know, vertical, 
then you're going to be definitely ongoing that expert, that go-to person that can always provide the solutions and the answers that new things that crop up are for your clients and your prospects are going to need to be answered. So I like that. That's good. In fact, I have a quick note, and it also goes back to the fear of selling. And here's it is. Uh, so one of my favorite quotes is even on my website and my book and everything is, uh, people don't want to buy People don't want to buy from a salesperson. They want to uh, work with someone they can, with an expert they can trust who can truly help them. Okay. Now, what's cool about that is that should be all of us. Anyone listening on the call, I don't care what it is that you quote unquote sell. Doesn't matter. Are you an expert? I don't care if you are someone on the call who literally sells carpet. Guess what? You need to be the expert. So you need to understand, here's what mistakes most people make. Here's great resources for you. Here's what we can do with your old carpet when we get rid of it, instead of you know, just a salesperson. Now, what's cool about this is, is that it flips it to where they trust you, they like you, they, want you, they know you can help them because you're an expert, but you're not selling them anything. You're trying to help them. So based on your expertise, go help people. And you can't help people unless you reach out and contact those that need your help. Okay, so forget about the sales. Go help people based on your expertise. Yeah, I love that distinction, Andy, because that actually can shift people out of fear and anxiety around sales. That's right. Because nobody wants to be sold and nobody wants to be labeled a salesperson because they've just become a pariah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, how many calls come across our cell phones that it's like some robot trying to sell us a timeshare or a small business loan or <laughs> aluminum siding? You know, it's like it's ridiculous and we all hate it. Everybody on the planet hates it, but it's still being done. And of course, no one wants to uh, be, you know, kind of wear that hat, so to speak. So right. I like that distinction. Uh, I, I kind of fall into the trap where I give too much consulting, free consulting away. Mm -hmm. And I I forget to actually ask, like, well, maybe we should work together. I'm like, blah, 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 here, do this, blah, 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 do that. And, blah, blah, you know, and I'm like giving them all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, Terry, you have to eat tonight. So make sure you ask for the sale. Yeah. Well, you're looking for you know, in the mutually beneficial relationships. And, you know, you, you, you need to be part of that equation, too. <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been a great conversation, Andy. Any final thoughts on, uh, you know, fear and anxiety in business? Mm. Yeah, I think just it's just responsibility to yourself um, to uh, to overcome your fear. It's not to anyone else; it's to yourself because you are letting yourself down. You're going to kick yourself the rest of your life. Um, you're not reaching your own potential um, if we don't break through some of those barriers. You know, uh, again, I, I hate misquoting these these people. You get on the spot like this. But, uh, you know, there's, boy, there's a great meme floating around social media, and it's simply um, everything you've ever wanted lies just outside your comfort zone. Okay. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it is, that is great for entrepreneurs. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's great for entrepreneurs. So please uh, break out of your comfort zone. And then that's where real creativity, innovation, and next level happens. It does not happen in your comfort zone. So get out there. Yeah. And I will add uh, to that because it is, it, it's terrifying. And that's the thing about being a solo. You don't have somebody sitting next to you going, you know, you've got this, go for it. You know, so any, anyone who can find either a mastermind or a group or join the Simplify Multiply Peer Club on Facebook, and we all support each other in that, find a way where you can get support and encouragement from peers who are going through and, and really understand what it is to be a solopreneur. So when you do step out into that, you know, 
not my comfort zone to accomplish something, you get the support and the soft place to fall if, if you slip and don't make it the first time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important just from the standpoint of, you know, being a business for yourself and, and everything you need to nurture your confidence so you can get out there and make those deals. That's right. Very well, well listen, Andy, th thank you so much for being here. And I will have uh, lots of information on how you can learn more about Andy, check out his books, he has five of them you can consume and they're just, they're awesome. So I'll have those on the show notes page. And Andy, thank you again for being here today. Thanks so much for having me, Terry. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.